Hello and welcome to another edition of the Tigers Down Under. I'm your host this evening, Alex, and with me I have Dan. Hey, how are you? Good, good. We're recording a little bit early this week because we do have a midweek game against Bristol City uh, Thursday morning, our time, Wednesday night in the UK, uh, before we face Bolton this weekend. Um, we're also going to look ahead to the West Brom game the following Saturday because we won't have an episode next week. I'll be away on my, well, honeymoon of sorts. Um so we're, we're looking all the way ahead to that West Brom game um, Saturday week. Uh, we'll see how much we have to talk about that one. It's still a little bit far away. Um, but we'll look at first at that draw with Preston on the weekend, which was, um, in a positive way, it was a very disappointing result, if that makes sense. Um, I guess after talking last week about how flat we were um, the previous game against Sheffield United, it was it was really positive to see that he basically, Adkins basically went with the formation we were suggesting, which was having Martin flanked with Grzycki and uh, Bowen, really giving us a bit more attacking impetus. And it really paid off in the sense that we created a lot of chances, but basically man of the match for Preston was the woodwork because I can't, I lost count of the amount of times that we hit. I think we basically got the, the woodwork bingo by hitting both uprights and the crossbar. Uh, and then of course also completed the set by having the complete skying of a shot from dead in front from Lehigh as well. So we, we created plenty of chances. We did score a goal, albeit from the spot, um, but then it was all undone with a very last-minute equaliser from Preston. So disappointing that we couldn't get all three points, but looking at the positives, it was quite good to see us actually going out attacking, creating those chances, and looking like a side that could score goals. So... Um, I guess there are positives to take out of it, even though it was a frustrating result in the end. Yeah, when um, when I woke up and I saw the score and I saw a one-all draw with Preston, you know, um, I wasn't particularly impressed by that. And then when I looked at like the timeline, I saw we'd got a penalty and and then they'd scored like at the death. I was probably more disappointed. Um, but just um, then after I've watched the highlights. It looks like we were just desperately unlucky. Like we probably that sh- that game should have been. We were talking about it needed to be a game where we work, go and blow them out of the water. And by all accounts, it really could well have been that. Um, th- plenty of really good chances. Um, really good play from those in the front three. Even um, Reese Burke had a great shot from from yeah, distance. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, very um, good attacking play. Um, yeah, unlucky to get the all three points. The thing that does concern me, though, or that I was thinking about, was doesn't that mean our last three goals or four goals have all been mm. penalties? Mm. Yeah, that thought did cross my mind. I think it was something <laughs> like that. I know it's definitely the last two. I know there was the Borough goal. Uh, it may well have been oh, the goal before that as well. Um, because Bowen's the one who scored our last however many goals it is now because he's scored from the spot for us. He's also scored uh, from open play. So we lost to Wigan was our um, last goal before the Barrow goal. That might have been from open play. It doesn't say from Bowen. Um, but there might have been a few others. I think Derby as well. Um, no, that was Kane from open play. So it looks like it's basically the Wigan game, then Borough, then yeah. Preston. So what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six games we've scored three goals, two of them from the spot. So, I mean, you're right. It, it, it's a bit concerning. And, um, 
Yeah, it'd be great to see Martin get off the mark. I, I was almost tempted to see if, um, and it, it almost looked like from Bowen's body language, whether he sort of half considered giving the penalty to Martin. Um, it's almost one of those situations, you know, you've seen it at other clubs. I think it was at Arsenal where, uh, was it Lacazette gave it to Aubameyang or the other way around, where they kind of gave each other the penalty to, to get that, that player off the mark. Um, mm. It just gives that player a bit of confidence. It's just a penalty from the spot, but it's still finding the back of the net. It can help. Um, you know, you saw it on the weekend in the A-League. It was, I think, Taggart for Brisbane Raw. Oh. Scored a goal incorrectly or correctly, depending on your point of view, gets called offside. But he has that confidence, and two minutes later, he does score. So it's funny how a player's mind works and where they get confidence from. Um, and uh, it would be great to see Martin just get one in the back of the net so he can kind of get off and going. Same with Grzycki. It'd be great to see him score a goal because um, he was he was one of our best, I thought, against Preston, and he really sort of ran the show with his attacking play and his pace. Um, and it would be great to see him get off the mark. And, and I think a few of those attacking players, once they start scoring, we've seen it with Bowen. I mean, he took a while to get going, but if we can see a few of those guys start to get going, um, I, I do think the goals will come. It's just um, it's just that first goal. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I, I agree. They're, um, they're not that far away. Um, I mean, if we can continue to play like we did against Preston, um, then we'll... Be, we'll start picking up points. That was, we actually really took the game to them, um, and if we play like that over the next, um, I mean, the three games, other games we're going to talk about tonight, I'd probably expect, you know, I'd be looking at at least five points from those three games. Well, we, we can talk about Bristol City first of all as the first of those three games, and it's probably the most challenge. Well, I should say West Brom's were the most challenging of the three, but but Bristol City. Um, is certainly one of the challenging games that we have coming up. Bolton, um, probably uh, less so. Um, but, but Bristol City, sitting in 10th, um, I think they've got a win, a draw, and a loss from their last three games. So it's a bit of a mixed bag for them. Um, they're one of those sides that are sort of that middle-of-the-table pack where you could almost go to, their, go, go to play them and sort of expect to be able to walk away with some points. But at the same time, you could easily walk away on on the wrong side of a 3-0 loss. So uh, it all depends on which side turns up for us, whether we go out with the same kind of confidence and attacking ability that we showed against Preston or, or whether Adkins goes back into his shell and, and puts out a really defensive lineup to try and just take a point. Um, I, I mean, I, I would back the side that we saw against Preston to come, come away with something at Bristol City. And it was sort of like we were talking about with the Sheffield United game, where once we went 1-0 down and we actually started to attack, we looked really good, but we only did it for the last 15 minutes. If we did it for the whole game, we may well have got something from the game. So it'd be great to see that for the for the whole 90 minutes against Bristol City. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> there's enough of a turnaround that um, I think they should be able to pretty much put out almost an unchanged lineup. But obviously there's... But you've also got another game only a couple of days later with Bolton. So somewhere in these few fixtures, there's going to be some changes. Um, I just hope there's um, that we can minimize them where we can to keep as much consistency in the performances. But I think, um, yeah, I, if we play like we did against Preston, I'm fairly confident that we'll get um, at least a point from Bristol. So I just really hope that we don't see... Adkins do what he did um, in the game leading up to the Reading fixture. I can't remember who it was against now, where he 
rotated the team and rotated about half of the players. And then um, basically with one eye on the Reading fixture, which we then lost. So, you know, we could look at the Bolton game as the more important fixture and try and rest some players against Bristol and try and be too clever. Drop points against Bristol City and then also drop points against Bolton. So I think you're right. I think it would be great to see some consistency. We know there'll be some rotation. Um, but I think if we can keep that attacking trio together, um, and, and we, I mean, we're just saying, you know, they, it's really important for, for Martin and Grzycki to get off the mark in the league. If they could score a goal against Bristol City, all of a sudden you go into that Bolton game thinking, you know, a couple of these guys are really in form. We could really put a few past them. But if we start rotating the side, if we see, you know, Campbell and Martin named up top against Bristol City with, I don't know, Henriksen and Batty in midfield and Irvine and, and you know, and Bowen gets dropped to the bench again and Grzycki's on the bench or something all of a sudden you think, well, where's the consistency in the side? Where's the confidence going to come from from these players? Um, and, and you start to think, well, are they actually going to be able to get something from Bolton? So it's that risk, and we've seen it before with Adkins where he's sort of tried to be a bit too tricky, and I just hope he can sort of learn his lesson and, and put out a consistent side. Yeah, I think um, I, I think what Adkins really needs to do here is, um, yes, so from... Preston on the weekend to Bolton on Saturday, we're going to have three games in a week. Um, and that can be a lot. Um, but I think it just is going to have to come down to individual loads. If, you know, if someone comes off after playing Bristol and they just, they're not going to be right to play Bolton, then, should, then just change them. But I don't think anyone yeah. should be changed um, um, without it being completely necessary because following Bolton, they've got a week. A yeah. full week to recover, and I think it all starts to settle down a bit now, and we're just about back to most weeks is just one game a week. So yeah, and I, and I think you're right, and I think it should be more of a case of, as you say, see how the players are after Bristol City, and if if necessary, you rotate against Bolton. But if 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 as I'm sort of suggesting, if we could get a few players starting to look really good against Bristol City, you know, players. I mean, at least from my experience, if, if, if you're in form, you want to play games, you know. Your sore leg doesn't hurt quite so much if you've just scored a couple of goals and you'll be keen to get out there for the next game. Um, whereas if you get rested against Bristol City, but you're kind of carrying an injury or something and then you come back in against Bolton and, you know, you've had that game off and suddenly all of a sudden, you know, your rhythm gets interrupted a bit, um, it's all a bit different. So, like, it, it, it is a tough one and I know you do have to sort of manage players and... I always find it a bit funny, um, and we heard it with um, Burnley this season when they had their Europa campaign, where the commentators all sort of saying, oh, well, look, it's unusual for these Burnley players. They're not used to playing two games in a week and so on and so forth. It's the same sort of thing with us when we were in Europa a couple of seasons ago. And you kind of think, well, to be fair, championship clubs play two games in a week as well. So it's not that unusual for players to play two games in a week. Um, it's really only if you spend your entire career as a lower Premier League player that you're not playing two games a week. So um, I, I would think that most of these guys could, could manage it. Um, and it's only really someone like a Henriksen who's kind of carrying an injury and didn't start against um, against Preston on the weekend who, who might make an appearance against Bristol City and then might start against Bolton, um, depending on how someone like Batty pulls up potentially. But... I would like to see us name as, as strong a side as possible against Bristol City. Um, but what's your take on, on, on the game? And do you see the possibility that we can get something out of it? Or is this is this one of the tougher sort of games? Um, 
probably a bit of both. I think it will be it will be a tough game. They um like Bristol's not going to be Preston. They're going to be um you know a, a more of a challenge for us, but I think um that yes, we if we if we play our best 11 um and basically based on the last few games, our best 11 has our best 11 has to be the 11 that played against Preston on the weekend. They go out and they um, play the way that they've played, and I see no reason they sh- all, despite the multitude of missed chances, they should all, um, they should have been viewing that game disappointedly but positively. They yeah. the performance was good. Um, they created lots of chances, and it was only a issue essentially in finishing. Um, and, you so know, and, and, and in a law of averages, you say, okay, so they missed a whole bunch of chances against Preston, maybe a couple of those go in against a Bristol City or a Bolton and, and all of a sudden the scoreline looks completely different. Yeah, um, I'm just glad... Um, I don't want to get sucked too far off track again, but um, I'm just glad that we're, they're getting in positions, they're taking shots. Because there was a... Like, it, was, it wasn't too long ago where we didn't... We weren't really confident enough even to be shooting on goal. We were just trying to get it so perfect and in, that we, was, we were trying to make a guaranteed goal all the time glad to see some shots coming in from around the place and trying some different things um in and around that that pen, the, the penalty area just to just to try something because they're all we've got really good creative players so um back to bristol i think yes we will go i think they'll go good um i think i think it will probably only i think it'll probably only be a draw i don't even know if you know, I think it's going to be a, a, a low, tight, low scoring, tight draw. Um, but I'm yeah. optimistic for a win. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I know. think if we came away with a score draw at Bristol City, I think we could be pretty happy with that. So I agree. I, I mean, I could see a one-one sort of result, and hopefully we can uh, walk away with something from that game. Um, we've we've sort of uh, touched on that Bolton game already in terms of player management. Um, I guess we can sort of look at the Bolton game from the perspective that if you know, if we're as expected, potentially Adkins does rotate a little bit against Bristol. Um, would you would you want to see the same lineup that took on Preston against Bolton again, and sort of take that attitude of well, if we're going to rest players and we rest them against the better sides, then we've got to be naming our strongest team against these weaker sides. I mean, I say the weaker, but they are seven points above us in the table, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Um, that it wasn't too long ago they were being talked about as being an administration and all sorts of awful things happening. Um, their budgets, you know, you know, a shadow of some of the clubs in the in the championship, but they're still a whole lot more competitive than we are. Um, do you see it as a game that we, you know, I guess like the Preston game, it's almost a must-win. Yes, <laughs> is the short answer. Um... <clears throat> Like for them to be 18th, seven points above us, like that, there's that gap that I've been talking about. Like it's just start, it's just creeping and starting to widen and widen and widen. And the like these games, I mean, we're get we're almost like, I mean, we're not really getting to that point, but it feels like we're getting to the point where every game is a must-win game. Which is kind of so, crazy when you think about it. That that I mean, for, for we're only a, we're only a third, uh, a quarter of the way into the season, and yeah, it's we're already like 
languishing at the uh, the bottom end. And I, and I saw the comments from Amber Nectar today where they sort of said that for all the talk that we're a squad that's underachieving and that we should be a whole lot higher than we are, which, I mean, is a comment that, that we've made a couple of times on here, it, it, the fact of the matter is that it isn't a great squad. And, and it's hard to argue with that when you look at the performances that we've put in pretty consistently over the last 12 months. And, I mean, yeah, you can make the argument that a lot of it a lot of that's down to Adkins, but without being too harsh, you look at guys like Device, um, Burke, um, potentially like Lehigh, basically the entire defence really, um, and then Batty in midfield. These are they, they, they're good, serviceable players, but I would say that they're potentially just good League One players or very weak championship players, then it's not like the squad we had under Bruce in the championship where it was essentially a Premier League squad in the championship. Um, this squad does have a couple of quality players. You know, you've got your Jared Bowens and your Grzykis and uh, arguably your Irvines and guys like that. But even Irvine, really, I mean, he was at Burden last season and yes, he scored six goals for them or whatever it was and he was quite good for them, sorry, the season before. Um, he was quite good. But even he's arguably just a mid-table championship player at best no disrespect to him but it's not the squad that we once had and potentially our expectations of what these guys should be doing is a little bit too high yeah that's probably fair to say um if you as and you're right if you actually sit down and you take a take a deep breath take a step back and you look at the squad um on paper it's not really that strong we were crying we've been crying out for proper defenders, like that was, I think that was like the main one of the main things we talk about in like um, when we had talked about the early, one of the early episodes this season was about what what's what players do we need to bring in and which what are the big holes we're going to have and we were saying look we really need to get in a really good experience like centre back and some really good like defenders to fill and. Uh, I'm still unconvinced on Elphick so far. Um, he's experienced, but like, and the, but uh, just some of the things he does, uh, you just go, what? How, does they do? He's, every now and then, or not even every now and then, almost every game, there's at least one or two fouls which he commits, which are just stupid. Um, and he's, I think. Like he's he's he has helped his leadership and that his experience has has helped directing those younger defenders around. But I could definitely like if I could trade him for someone else, I would. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not that putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I just don't think in the key positions. Like you talk about your spine. All right. So. David Marshall has been outstanding this season, surprisingly, um, based on, uh, I mean, he had never actually played a lot of football or for us before, but whenever he did, it was shaky at best. Um, but he's been really good this year, and uh, I couldn't, can't really fault him for apart from maybe one or two goals that he yeah, actually I, did I, something I, wrong. But that, that Aston Villa game at the start of the season sort of had everyone you know, taking a sharp breath because it looked like he was going to carry on with that poor form from previous seasons. But, no, he's really pulled his socks up since then. Um, so he's been really good. But then, yeah, you go into that the centre of defence and for the, uh, what, the first four games or something, we were running 
uh, device and um, I think it was Burke. It might have been Burke and um, yeah, yeah, I think be. it was Burke and device. And then I think yeah. it was potentially McDonald came in for a few games as well. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we, and we didn't really we had no real experience um, in there and Elphick's come in and it's imp- it has improved, but we're still that whole that center at the back is still is one of the weakest in the division um and our midfield is the same sort of thing like batty's i think batty's been (laughs) outstanding for where he is like when you consider where he's at in his career and how much experience first team experience he has he's been doing outstanding henriksen has continued to be mediocre in my opinion um he hasn't really stood out for extended periods he every now and then he'll have a brilliant game or part of a game but he's so up and down um that it's really hard to he's just i don't not i'm not surprised like i don't know he's just he seems like a strange choice to be captain to me because he doesn't really lead the team if you know what i mean um and then like you move up forward and you're looking at your forwards and I think like Campbell's been doing a good, like whoever's been up there, Campbell's doing a good, good job. Um, Martin's starting to find his feet a little bit. You start, I'm starting to um, appreciate his work a little more, but if you look at that, we've really just top and tailed like our spine. Like there's a whole middle section of the field, yeah, and which it is, is just and, sort of missing. And it is harsh because you look at it, as a team, and you think, okay, well, the 11 that we put out against Preston actually looks quite good, but when you break it down into the actual individual players, and you just think about, well, if I'm being super critical of the quality of that player compared to what what we've been used to over the last six, seven years, really, um, they're, they're a lot, a long way off the 11 that we would have had the last time we were in the championship under Bruce, um, and it, it's kind of harsh to say but but that, i guess that's sort of where we are and and until this takeover that's sort of dragging on now until that sort of takes place and we can see any reinforcements come in in january um that's sort of where we're at um but but back onto the bolton game um what would your score prediction for this one be do you see this one is finally the chance to, to get a win uh yes i i'm th- i think um as long as we get a, a positive um, performance out of at, against Bristol, then I um, expect to win against Bolton. If we don't, then I can really see us just continuing to fall in a heap and it all going terribly wrong. But um, overall, I'm expecting um, to probably a two 0 win against Bolton. Yeah. Okay. I, I I'd agree. I think I could see something similar. I think I think you're right. If if we're Really lackluster against Bristol City. I, th- I could see us sort of struggling again against Bolton and maybe getting a nil-nil or a one-one draw with them. If we can go out and, and look really good against Bristol um, City, I, I think we could get a decent win against Bolton, which would be sorely needed. Um, West Brom a week and a bit from now, about ten days from now, uh, next Saturday night. Um, it's an interesting one because they are. I think the third in the table at the moment. Um, lost last time out to Wigan, though. Um, but we have seen against the better sides this season so far: Leeds, Borough, United. Um, we do sort of raise our game to their level, and we do get 
pretty decent results against them. But West Brom, to me... I mean, Borough are a very defensive side. Um, Leeds missing a whole heap of their attacking players. And Sheffield United, whether it's just that we match up decently on them, we'd already beaten them earlier in the season. Um, all sort of explains potentially the results we got against those sides. But West Brom, to me, are almost the most dangerous side that we've played this season or, or will play this season. And I'm in danger of sounding like Adkins in saying that I, I think that they are one side that look very certain to go up. Um, it's almost it's the Dwight Gale effect, I guess, because he seems to just go to sides in the championship and score a bunch of goals and get them promoted. He's, I think he's done it with Palace and, uh, and Newcastle so far. Um, and he's doing it again with West Brom. Um, they're, they're looking great. Uh, they've got a very deep, very strong Premier League side, very much similar to, um, I keep coming back to it, the side we had under Bruce in the championship, where it basically feels like a, a Premier League squad in the championship. Um, I think they've actually still got Livermore in their side. Yeah, as well. I, was, I was so, just I just looked up their squad and yeah. Livermore, um, Connor Townsend's obviously just gone there. Um, yeah, I, they've got a few if... players that we um, my hills there, a few yeah, guys we used yeah, to have. A few, yeah. a few old boys. I don't even has, I don't even know if uh, Townsend's been starting for them, so I'll, I'll have a quick look at that. But what's your take on that game? And do you see us sort of um, again raising our game to to their standard, or are you sort of worried this could be one where we get blown away? Um, I think, look, I, based on, like, as you said, like the other games we played against those, um, teams right at the top, I expect that we probably will go out and we'll play like to them and we'll, and it'll be another, and it'll be a close game, which will be all the more frustrating for not being able to, you know, get three points against Preston and not being able to get points against Reading and not being able to get points against, you know, like it's just, but, um, yeah, I, I expect that I'm like, I'm looking at their squad right now and I'm just going, okay, they've, you could like, when we're just talking about squad quality and that, like they have a fair bit of quality throughout their squad. Um, so I think they've got Kieran Gibbs at, um, at left-back, so he's keeping Townsend out of the side. Uh, and you think Kieran Gibbs a couple of years ago was playing for Arsenal. Um, mm. Harvey Barnes in midfield for them, who's um, just a kid, I think, but he's he's one that's sort of um, under the radar a little bit, but he's having a, a pretty stellar season. He's one of those rising stars, I think. Who? Um, uh, so, yeah, so he's on loan. I think he's on loan from Leicester. Um, yeah. He's having, he's having a great season. I think he's got five goals in uh, 13 appearances already, which from, from midfield is pretty fantastic. Yeah, that's um, not bad, but yeah, look, they've got they've got um, plenty of uh, Premier League experience, um, and I think they will be hard. They'll be hard to beat for sure. Um, look, I would probably be happy just if we keep if the scoreline is low, <laughs> um, based on like if we can get the points against these game uh, these teams in the coming the the next couple of games, then I can probably accept a, a loss against West Brom but yeah. obviously like I you know I'd be happy to take a point I I'll be I'll be happy to take anything out of the West Brom game I'll be happy to take um yeah anything as long as it doesn't end up 3 4 5 you know against us and like and it was, if we put in a good performance then then that's all I'm really hoping for sometimes yeah Yeah. i I think looking ahead to these three games as a group um if i if we came away with four points i'd be really happy five obviously five points would be fantastic um undefeated 
through the three games. But if we can go away with four points, I think I'd be pretty happy. Two points, I'd probably accept, you know. It means we've picked up a point at either West Brom or, or Bristol City. Um, or, sorry, I should say, well, yeah, we've picked up points at one of those two and then picked up a point against Bolton, which I uh, wouldn't be too happy with, but, you know, better than nothing. Um, I think disaster would be one point or zero out of the three games. Um, we need to be picking up at least two points, um, three points, you know, probably re- probably really the minimum that we'd want, three points. Um, but yeah, I think I think with West Rom, it's mostly about damage limitation. I think if we could come away with a 1-0 or a 2-0 loss, I'd still be reasonably happy, depending, as, as you're saying, depending on how we go against um, uh, Bristol City and, um, and Bolton as well. Um, but I wouldn't be upset if we lost to West Brom as long as it wasn't, you know, a 4-0 or a 5-0 sort of defeat, which we did see a couple of times last season. So it would be, um, it would be good to avoid in that game. Um, any, any final thoughts on, on these three games as, as we look ahead to them? Uh, oh, don't, not, not really. Um, just, yeah, just, if I just think we just really need to, um, try and play if, if that's a formation, like the, the, it seemed to work against Preston, and we played a lot more fluidly and with a lot of um, attacking impetus. And I think um, that we need to maintain that and continue to use that over the next, um, well, hopefully for the majority of the season, but at least definitely over the, these next three games. Because I think even that we can, like, we control the ball a lot better, and so playing even that attacking style of football against West Brom, who maybe has the potential to do more damage at the other end, but if if we're taking it to them, it's harder for them then to, you know, return favour, so... Definitely, definitely. No, absolutely. Hopefully, well, that's it. I mean, fingers crossed we can keep that formation together, see minimal rotation um, unless absolutely necessary, uh, and we can go out and, and get a couple of positive results in these games. But um, thanks for joining me, Dan. No worries. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. We've got Bristol City coming up this Thursday morning, our time before a couple of games against Bolton and West Brom to look forward to. And hopefully when we return in a couple of weeks, we'll have at least those three or four points that we're hoping for in those games, if not more. But until then, come on City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black. There's no turning back cause you're out